Hey guys, welcome to another Wednesday afternoon. We are covering Commando today on Action Movie Anatomy, one of the great, absurd, awesome, comic booky war movies ever. It's not even a war movie, it's just Schwarzenegger's war against the world. Uh, me and Andrew are going to cover it, we're going to break down everything for you, hang out, we'll see you guys in just one second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome. So sorry we're late. Uh, th welcome, guys. Welcome to uh, Wednesday afternoon to Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network talking movies and all things movie related. I'm your host, Ben Bateman, joined today by Mr. Andrew Guy. I'm here. What's up, everybody? This was actually the first time I ever saw this movie full, like, from beginning to end, sitting down and watching the whole thing. Uh... And it was quite the experience. Oh, quite the experience. This is this movie defines what like the whole idea of a ridiculous action movie is. Yeah, is what this is. There is nothing grounded in reality in this movie. <laughs> There's a few things. She there gets she gets ice cream on his nose at the beginning. That's a yeah, thing that's that happens. adorable. He's they, carrying a tree. They play with the with a fawn or a no a fawn is a fawn. Half, it's a deer. It's a fawn deer. Right. Okay. What's the thing I'm thinking of? That's like a half man, half centaur. No. Nope. Uh, there's a, a mit no. There's minotaur. There's a satyr. There's a, there's a What's the other no, centaur? Well, I know and centaur. Centaur is half horse. Yeah. Are you thinking of the satyr, goat thing from yeah. from the from, uh, from Lord of the uh, uh, Lion Witch? Yeah, Lion the Witch. That's a satyr. It's a satyr. I think there's a different name for it. Anyway, guys, <laughs> uh, sorry we're a little late. There was a, there was a miss something on there. It said that we started at two o'clock. We mm. actually start at three o'clock. Wednesday, Pacific Standard Time, roughly. We were a little late today because of our uh, our buddy was caught in traffic, but that's okay. You know why that's okay? Why? Why is that okay? Is that Marilyn Monroe? Is that Marilyn Monroe singing you happy birthday? <laughs> oh, it is! It is Marilyn Monroe! Very good. Happy birthday! You know, it's, it's National Best Friend Day, so I would prefer if you had just done it yourself in the dress. <laughs> if I dressed in, come in time. It was Mr. Bateman's birthday on Monday, everybody. Wish Ben a happy birthday. He is 21 Thanks. years old. Finally, congratulations. Yeah, you can start you. drinking. I did 21 shots on Monday. He sure did. And it was rough. <laughs> so, true story, uh, Tuesday mornings for my Magic the Gathering podcast, we, uh -huh. we usually record Monday nights, but sometimes Tuesday mornings, and we had a scheduled time to record at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Um... So I just texted Kessler at 8.30, and I was just like, I don't think I'm mobile enough to get to the studio, let alone formulate a sentence or a coherent thought. Come to me. So I, I immediately tweet, uh, birthday was amazing. Whatever the opposite of amazing was is what this hangover is. <laughs> Kessler, within 30 sec seconds of it not realizing, tweets, podcast slightly delayed today due to multiple illnesses between hosts to which Jimmy and Josh the other co-hosts on the other magic podcast screenshot the two which are on their screen literally on top of each other and are just like hmm <laughs> wonder what that could mean um, in any case yes it was a fun birthday it was fun we drank a lot of wine mm -hmm. some scotch that you lost yeah I lost some sake we drank a lot it was fun it was a good time it was a good time yeah. happy birthday brother Happy National Best Friends Day, too, whatever the fuck that is. Whatever it is. Um, so I didn't. I usually like introduce it by saying something about your shirt. So you made a conscious decision today to not do like the tie clip. I did. I just did a whole different thing. You it's, smell it's like you mix it up. Pastel. Yeah. It's a pattern. No tie. Yeah. I just thought maybe there was a reason. Yeah. 
No. Okay. <laughs> it's a good-looking <laughs> shirt. Hey, good thanks, man. I like the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, yeah. Hi. We're doing a show right now. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Um, this is Action Movie Anatomy. We talk action movies on this show. The movies on this show are generally made 1981 or later. Um, they adhere to four basic rules. Those four basic rules are, rule number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. John Matrix. Definitely. Oh, he, yeah. By his own rules. Own set of rules. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people... <laughs> <laughs> beings, things, dinosaurs, oh, whatever God. in the room. I mean, we could say Bennett's the smartest dressed. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could say that. We could say that. We could say that uh, Arius is, has the smartest fake Puerto Rican... Ah, I hate him. He's also from um, a fake a fake country that existed for films in the 80s and 90s. So did, yeah. you, did you read this? No, I wrote South American because I figured that's what he was just trying to do. Yeah, so there's a great there's a great bit here that I, I, I should have... Oh, it's... Yeah. What? No? I'll find it later. Anyway, the point is there was basically a fake country that was created for the use of uh, of films that like couldn't discuss what like is, where they were. Yeah, like okay. it's basically it's a fake South American country that's referenced right. in Die Hard Two, in Predator, in this movie, um, and that's where he's from. The Ilha de Muerta. Yeah, something like that. Well, hopefully we'll find it hidden in these notes. I thought I copied it, but maybe not. Um, in any case, so uh, that is rule number two. Rule number three. The movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. Perfect. 100%. Yep. And rule number four, there's at least one explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's an explosion of testosterone. This the movie... The second Schwarzenegger even, like, ec- he, like, enters the screen. Right. It's just, like, bicep. This movie hit all four rules within the first five minutes, but that's because you thought Bill Duke was the bad guy. He kind of was. He, I mean, he should have been. He, he was such a badass in the beginning. Yeah. He was the only intimidating bad guy in the whole thing. And they have a good fight. Like, he should have been the main bad guy. I also like that... Yeah, Bennett's... We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Bill Duke... Uh, God damn it, let me finish. <laughs> but, like, Bill Duke is just sweet. Um, and it's funny that he, he is like shows up in a suit in Predator at the beginning on the helicopter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also wearing a suit in this one on the back of the... Or no, it's not on the garbage truck. It's like, but that's his, like, his general MO during the movie is he's like wearing a suit. He's like real dapper. Yeah. Um, yeah, great career Bill Duke had. I love him. He was in like four or five things that mattered. I think he was in um, uh, Menace to Society, I believe. Don't be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Is that what he was in? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's what you're getting at. Yeah, so he was going there. Um, so that's the four rules. That's how we uh, generally pick the movies. Commando is one that we we have, I think, planned to do for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of like haven't we hadn't gotten there yet. We oh, asked, yeah. You guys picked this movie. Yeah, I want to read off. Um, I want to read off some of the suggestions from last week. Okay. Um, because what we're going to do is uh, just the same as the same as we did last week, and we're going to start trying to do this sort of just a bit more often. Yeah, we're we like we like involving you guys, and and you guys are the ones that make this show happen. So you guys should be the ones picking the movies that we do, and right. and we kind of had it in a way where we would pick them, and you would narrow it down. Why don't you guys just pick them? And yeah, we'll just do them. 100%. So I'm going to read off some of the movies that you guys uh, suggested, as well as let everybody know that you should follow us all on Twitter. So I'm Ben Bateman Media. You can find me at Andrew Guy. We have a sweet Twitter at AMA Podcast that I shared an image this morning that went viral. Did you see that image? Yeah, yeah. It's got more uh, more followers than I do, and it's been around half as long. Uh, did you see the image that I shared? It's got more followers than I do, <laughs> and it's been around half as long. Just you want to s- say that one more time? Saw this, right? Oh, dude, I know. J.K. JK looks insanely yoked. He's dude. just getting jacked he is to play Commissioner Gordon. Horrifying. That beard, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Amazing. That's this tweeted from our account this morning. I thought that someone did like a white face on Kimbo Slice yeah, when something. I first was scrolling by on right. Facebook, and I was like, oh my god, that's J.K. Simmons. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm gonna read off some of these, some some of the uh, some of the, the choices that you guys threw at us because there was a lot of really good ones. Um, and you know, you guys actually have been really, really wonderful about like throwing. Uh, 
throwing stuff at our Twitter. There's, there's a bunch of stuff we get tagged in. So uh, let's see. Some of the ones that people threw out. So we, we definitely got Commando. Uh, Fast Five was mm-hmm. listed here. We got, uh, let's see, what else? Let's keep going down here. We got Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. We got True Lies. We got Die Hard 3, Tango and Cash. They've been talking about Inception in the chat the entire time the show's been going on. Cliffhanger. I mean, of course we would love to do Inception. It's hard to justify that movie as an action movie. Someone here is, they're like sitting here like debating each other and they're saying like, plus, one, one of the best ones is plus, Inception has action first on IMDb under its sub subcategories. <laughs> I mean, I, that's look, basically a yes. I love that movie. I do um, too. Executive Decision, Seven Psychopaths. That was an interesting suggestion we got. The Hunted. The Hunted was on there. Yep. I admitted to falling asleep the first time I tried watching it. Hey, uh, Brian Harris, how you doing, man? <laughs> I saw you in the chat. Uh, you and me are going strong on our streak of <laughs> never, ever getting our movies picked, but that's all right. It's all right. Dread was one that was suggested. So anyway, the point is, uh, Shoot Him Up was suggested twice. I don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't really like it either. Yeah. Um, but the point is, guys, we are going to do the same thing that I believe we did last week. So if you're mm-hmm. watching this episode and you didn't watch last week's episode and you want to throw movies, any of the ones that we just suggested, feel free to throw them at us again. I think we're going to just do another uh, another audience pick next week. We will get to the Born Supremacy in the next couple the next of weeks, weeks yeah. I would say. Because we have about a month and change until Born. That Vegas born. scene looks insane. Yeah, it looks epically sweet. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah sweet. so post it on it at AMA Podcast, and we'll just post all the movies. We'll, we'll kind of collect them. We'll do the data. Come up with our algorithm and then make a poll. Our, compu- our, our, our phones are always on vibrate, so we make sounds for them, for each other when we're using them. Right. That's the thing that best friends do. Yeah, it is. Um, Let's watch the trailer. Yeah. It's a good episode <laughs> it's a today. Good episode. <laughs> We just lost seven Twitter followers. We lost it. No one's watching anymore. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. Great accent. And they took the only thing he would kill for. Alyssa Milano. Then you gotta cooperate. Right? Right? Wrong. (laughs) They give away all of the best one-liners in the trailer. You know that? I I didn't. (laughs) Somehow, someone's gonna pay. What is that? What is that thing? Do you think that he is going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Oh my god. Freddie Mercury was cast in the film. He really was. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? She might be the worst, actually. I think the general's the worst, and then her. <laughs> the general literally is acting like he's, he's got this look on his face like he just had sex all the time. He's never phased by anything. Curvy. There'd be a lot more bodies. Okay. That's what made you think you did. I lied. Tells you all the good lies. Yeah, and he shows you him killing Sully. That's terrible. I wanted him to pick up Sully and rip his arms off. Oh, yeah, and he absolutely could have, because by the end of this film... Where are all the things I copied down? I'm so disappointed. He killed 102 people, if if that's what you're looking at. No, I was looking at the part of it where, like, the guy that trained him for two months as a black black belt in martial arts was like, by the end of filming, Schwarzenegger could have been a double black belt in karate. No. No. (laughs) In no way do I believe a second of that. In karate, they teach you to pick up cars and Porsches and push Broncos up hills. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, that is the trailer for Commando. Uh, a very bad trailer. Definitely, definitely the 
the era of time when like they just hadn't even remotely figured it out yet. Yeah. That's like just It was like you're coming to the movies to watch Arnold. It doesn't matter what we put on this trailer. Yeah, right. 85 like that's early. Like this is what's the oldest movie we've done on the show now? We this is the third movie from 85 we've done. This has got to be this has got to be the, there's nothing we've done from 84, right? Yeah, First Blood Part 2, Rocky 4, those are both 85. Uh-huh. Um I don't think we've done so. Terminator One is eighty four, I think, or eighty three. Yeah. So we'll end up doing that eventually. Terminator, yeah, is eighty four. Um, but I don't think we've we've gotten close to the eighty one mark yet. So this is, I mean, this is just as old as it gets. Look at that picture, of Schwarzenegger. When did uh Terminator Two come out? <laughs> ninety one, I think. Ninety one. Ninety okay. or ninety one. All right. Yeah, I love that movie. That movie, we, that's like one of those movies I just want to do again. When did sure. Aliens come out? Eighty six. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. It's Aliens. Aliens came out a year after this movie, yeah. and it just. It's just like not even It's fair. just not even yeah. the same world. And by the way, guys, we know this isn't a good movie. It's a terribly bad good movie. Yeah. And it does fit our show, so that's why we're doing it. It's Actually, an, we're doing it because you guys picked it. It's an awesome it's movie. It's great. Uh, so what we are going to get into now, guys, is something called Action Movie Tagline. And this is a perfect movie to do Action Movie Tagline with. I got um, a good one. Do you? I'm oh, proud good. of mine this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, action Movie Tagline. Andrew's drinking whiskey out of a Diet Coke can. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the thing where we're like, we would go to the video store as a kids and we would like see these little quotes on boxes and it's like, this is the thing that sells the movie. We kind of come up with our own silly version of that and we pitch them for a second here because it gives us a laugh and you guys seem to enjoy them as well. So if you'd like to share your action movie tagline, feel free. Post it in the comments. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, some of you guys did the whole uh, the whole born. Yeah, the ranking. ranking that thing. was awesome. Yeah, it was like at least four or five people that that did like their own chart, their own list. It was really cool to see. And we saw all of them just because I mean we we are very busy, but we do love your guys' interaction. And it was cool because a lot of I mean a lot of them varied quite a bit. Yeah. It seemed like Mi3 and Casino Royale. And actually, Born Supremacy and yeah. Identity were near the top five on most lists. For most of them, yeah. Every, pretty much everybody was in agreement that uh, Quantum of Solace is the worst. Yeah, Quantum of Solace Inspector and, and MI2. MI2. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Movies that will all get done on this show eventually. Yep, MI2, 100%. Oh, MI2, definitely. Quantum of Solace, probably not. Yeah. Spectre, we were going to do. When we when we were doing our Casino Royale episode, I don't know if we... I'm sure we said this on the show, which you guys should go watch our Casino Royale episode. It's got Miss Kathy Kelly on it. She's now on famous the, now. She's famous now we're not she yeah. is <laughs> she she ama launched kathy kelly she's she, prettier than both of us she did two episodes of the show and immediately got noticed by the wwe something that's amazing what this show will do for your <laughs> career uh but yeah she's on wwe now you can check her out at katherine kelly but we did the casino royale so we were gonna do specter and we went and watched it yeah. and we walked out of the theater you're like i'm texting you right now we can't do this fucking movie it just was like just not good it was not good at yeah. all it just wasn't good but mi2 though not being a good movie has a guy by the name of Tom Cruise in it. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. <laughs> and uh, we're for sure going to do that movie. So uh, anyway, action movie tagline. Let's do it. Andrew, what's your action movie tagline? All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Here we go. Here's my phone. My phone is filled with pictures, so it moves very slowly. <clears throat> my camera phone. <laughs> Ever wonder what it's like to watch the Terminator go head-to-head with a fatter, uglier, less talented Freddie Mercury? No? Okay. Then stick around for the dad from Clues performing the worst portrayal of a South American you've ever seen. Still not intrigued. Okay. Then, come watch Arnold pick up numerous things a human cannot pick up. That's it. That's great. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I honestly thought it was going to end after the no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I should have. I should have ended it there. Can we start over? Yep. Back to one. Back to one. All right. Ready for this? I'm ready. His gun is always loaded. <laughs> No shirt, no shoes, no pants, no problem. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is John Matrix. Commando. 
where you are the endangered species. <laughs> Did I say Congo or Commando? I, I I think said, that was great. That was very good. You like that? Those were two. Those, those were the best two I think we've done in a while. In a while. Yeah. That's solid. Rock solid. Short but sweet. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I want to see yours. If, you, if you've got time to do it, let's check out yours in the live chat. Um, no shirt, no shoes, no pants, no service is a reference to the part where Schwarzenegger is on like the little like life raft, and he's just like, I'm going to wear a Speedo. Yeah, it just cuts to him. He's just like basically naked. Yeah. He's so shredded. He's it's so insane. Jacked. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. A specimen. It's also crazy to think that um, Schwarzenegger won his final Mr. Olympia in 76. This movie's 10 years later. And he so, still looks like that. Yeah, he's like in his mid-30s at this point like he's getting into like his mid to late 30s and he point. never took steroids yeah i don't think that's true yeah i know yeah <laughs> it's not true <laughs> uh okay guys so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my eyes on here and we'll see if you guys get a good tagline going and uh what we got going next man thesis statement so this is a part of the show guys anybody who's watched the show a long time this is kind of like our big bold idea the thing that we paid attention to the most that really sells the movie for us like sells it or does, does not sell it it's, it's usually rooted in hyperbole it's like something very big and bold you know the best this the greatest this the worst this the only this um it shouldn't be like you know, this is my favorite headshot in a movie ever. Mm. Like, you know, that's a relevant thing to talk about. That's the thing we talk about on the show, but that's not going to really drive your opinion on the whole movie. So I'm going to jump in first with mine. Um, Bennett is the worst action movie villain of all time. Yep. Absolutely. And so is Arius. Both of them are. Yeah. They're both horrible. Yeah, but Arius is like a really badly done version of something that should be good. Right. Whereas Bennett is just like, I don't even know like what the they're, hell they're doing. Yeah, like there's nothing believable about him at all. He's like fat. He wears chainmail. Yeah. He looks like Freddie Mercury. Why is he wearing chainmail? Yeah, it never I, comes into play. So apparently there's a different guy that was cast for his role. Um, and the guy that was cast was fired the first day of filming and replaced with uh, the actor who plays Bennett, whose name is... I can't remember his name right um, now. But... He was so Bennett was a bigger dude, which is why his clothes all look so tight. Apparently, um, that's the that's the story. <laughs> He's just like a bigger guy. Um, we're not gonna refit you. No, we're not gonna do it. We're just gonna give, <laughs> we're just gonna give you tiny clothes. Um, he's famous from playing Wes, the crazy, he's like the crazy, like, uh, villainous nomad in Mad, uh, Mad Max 2. Yeah. Um, that's like his thing he's most famous for. Um, and then he ends up showing up as like a villain in a bunch of different stuff over the years. But, uh, he's just the absolute worst. Nothing about him to me is Their even... fight at the end, it, his, when he screams, he screams like a, like a woman. Right. He screams. Yep. Not like a girl, but like a woman. Ah! Yeah. And then he goes back... To fighting for, like, there's not one moment of them fighting. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The dude is made out of iron. Yeah. And it's this guy that's, like, a doughboy shoved in chainmail. Well, the best part is that, like, there's the, there's numerous scenes in this film where Schwarzenegger does things like carry a tree, <laughs> pushes a pickup truck up a hill. Uh, Tips over a Porsche. Lifts up a phone booth over his head with a man inside rips it. Rips a car seat out of a car. Uh, is covered in, like, nine attacking cops and is able to, like, single-handedly throw them all off of him with his strength. Um, yet, when he's, like, holding Bennett's wrist and they're, like, struggling yeah. for power, he, like, can't move his wrist. He, no. like, he's actually physically unable to. And you could, like... I swear to God, you can see Bennett's arms shaking, his flabby little pale arms shaking. Like, yeah, there's no muscle definition <laughs> on him, which is awesome yeah, as well. Unbelievable. Uh, Vernon Vernon Wells. Vernon thank Wells, thank you, uh, Bruce Lee. Holy shit, Bruce Lee's watching this. Crazy man, that's really amazing. It's amazing stuff. Um, what's your thesis? Uh, my thesis statement is very similar to yours. Yeah, this is the worst acted movie we've done on this show. You think so? All the way across the board. Worse than Worse, First Blood Part 2. Worse than First Blood Part 2. Worse than Demolition Man. Worse Ooh. than Mortal Kombat. 
Wow. Lord Raiden. You think so? Oh, definitely. This totally. Is, this is worse acted than... <laughs> Tonka's like, it's not even a question. <laughs> Tonka's like, Mortal Kombat's in the conversation. I'm on the, I'm on the mic. Guys, that's Mark Donica. He's our engineer. Mark, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. He's a lifesaver. He really is. And he's also the lead host of Video Game Movie Anatomy on this network. Yeah, he's a lifelong Spice Girls fan. He has a whole collection of stuff. So if you just happen to like the Spice Girls, you want to tweet at him about it. He has like a wealth of knowledge about the subject. He really I think does. You gotta get with my friends, am I right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whammy. Um, so, uh, all right. So this is the this is the worst acted movie we've done on the show. Like, uh, okay. First of all, the dad from Clueless with his fake accent, fantastic. Bennett is just the worst. Yeah, he's great. Arnold is Arnold. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. He's still got his conviction. Yeah. He's saying everything perfectly. <laughs> he knows he is. And then, uh, I don't. I don't want to say. Yeah, I'm always so worried. I'm going to say her name, and it's going to sound like offensive. Ray Don Chong. I don't think there's any way you could say it that's different than how it's written. Well, I know, but I, mean, I always from like what get... you just did, which was offensive. Well, I'm Asian, I'm Korean, so that's how I talk. This is my this is my host voice. Uh, she's bad, and I was reading in the chat. Someone's like, I think she's the worst. Uh, yeah, right here, Ray Dong Chong goes full Home Alone at one point. She's the fucking worst. Quoted by Brian Hurst. I totally. You're talking about when she's in the car freaking out, yeah. right? Like that's that's got to be what you're talking. She is unbearable. Yeah, she's like Will Smith level Independence Day hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, like you're just one note the right. whole time. Yeah, yep. We went there, guys. We compared Will Smith Independence Day to Raid on Chong and Commando. Whoop. Um, we'll be. I guess we'll be doing Resurgence in a few weeks. Oh, we will. Right? Yeah, we have to. I mean, I guess we have to. It looks awesome. Yeah. Bill Pullman's giving a speech. Awful or awesome? <laughs> awful. Awesome. Uh, all right, so that is our thesis statement, guys. Next, we're going to get into fist pump moment. Uh, routinely the favorite part of the show. Uh, this is that moment when you're watching a movie and something happens, and you're just kind of like, this is so fucking sweet. Is anybody else seeing this right now? Are you watching this right now? You pick up your phone, you call your buddy. Hey, turn on Commando, put it on like. 17 minutes and 42 seconds, and then well, I'll push play at the same ben, time. I'm at my grandmother's funeral. No, no, just hold, just hold on for a second. This is awesome. I trust me. And like, this is highly inappropriate. It is not inappropriate. <laughs> that's a lovely hat. Um, so, uh, so that's what fist pump moment is, and uh, we are going to share our fist pump moments about the movie Commando. This is a giant walking fist pump moment. Do we have the same? I mean, I have a lot because none of them are like mind blowing to me. Where like a fist pump moment in some movies is like a total fist pump moment, right? Um, the, just the whole movie is a series of absurd fist bump moments. Yes. Um, I think for me it's when Schwarzenegger. You want to cue the clip, Donica? Um, it's and and I, you know what? I'll, I'll just we can sort of just watch this and talk through it. Is yours from this as well? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what you got. The saw blade. Oh no! <laughs> but that is super awesome. <laughs> the saw. That's all you have to say. Yeah. Uh, you can cue it up, Donica. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger's. Uh, the, the body count in this film has been estimated by a couple different people, but it's loosely estimated, I believe, to be 109 people that Schwarzenegger kills, or 102 maybe. Uh, whatever it is, I, I wrote it's it down. Great. Yeah, it's 102 that estimated, 107 total, I think. Yeah. So uh, many of them he kills here. Um, he's a one-man wrecking crew. I like that when he throws a grenade and it blows up like five feet from someone, yeah. they go flying and don't get back up. When a grenade goes up and he goes flying, he gets up and has like a cut on his side. Like a very small. Yeah. But he's good. Yeah. But he's fine. <laughs> uh, this is one of the more absurd scenes ever, and it's not even that awesome. No. But it's pr super awesome at the our same time. Our buddy Mikey was saying like when he was a kid he had the poster and he like this movie was the shit. He loved this out. movie. Yeah, he was eight years old when this movie came out and he loved it. Like, the same way that, like, I love Con Air. Right. That's how he loves this movie. Yeah, unsurprising. I mean, unsurprising. This movie is a classic for a reason. It's a classic to, like, for, like people, 
Vintage Schwarzenegger is like, it's kind of a genre of its own. Oh, definitely. It's so like The Running Man and like this movie, you know, Red Heat, Raw Deal. Yep. Like those movies from the mid to Conan. People just like love that because it's so <laughs> absurd. <laughs> In a way that they don't love the, the 90s ones, they don't like hold the same way. Like True Lies definitely does. Yeah, I mean, because well, these movies were just bad movies with him in it. Yeah, that's like, it. Like Eraser, for instance, is one of those movies where you're just like, that's fine, but like, right. it's not like loved in the same way that like Commando is loved. Yeah, but I think people are getting a little tired of it. Yeah. Here it is. It's my favorite. Hey, nobody thinks to shoot high. It's, you know, it's not like he could be no. hiding. You only shoot at body length or yeah. height. Pitchfork. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. That's <laughs> the top of his head off. Well, that's great. And then this too, right here. The He's arm. Kissing. Yeah, the yeah. arm. Oh man, that's that's my fist bump moment. That's a good one. That is a very good one. Yeah, the machete chop is is yeah is great. It's really high on the list. Yeah. I honestly think my fist pump moment is because you were so excited about it and. And you were like, he's carrying a tree. Yeah. And I was like, well, how big is the tree? And what kind of tree is it? No, it's a straight up fucking tree. It's a straight up like a, a real like tree. Like a redwood. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so it's it's when the movie starts and he's walking through the forest glistening as ever. Of course. Carrying a tree and a chainsaw. And you see how massive his bicep is. Yeah. That I was just like, yep, this is it. This is all you need. This and is what the people want to see. And then the whole sequence of him playing with his daughter when she like, oh, gets ice cream on his nose. Actually, you know what? That's right. <laughs> it's when they feed, like the outfit changes yeah. are amazing, and then them just feeding the deer. They're feeding a deer, and Schwarzenegger's like, yeah, it's amazing. It's very good. Uh, <laughs> I always loved the, the ice cream in the nose was like iconic for me when I remember this movie. It's just like, <laughs> let's eat some ice cream. Oh, it's all over my nose. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know why you guys watch this show, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Did anybody notice how terrible this guy's mustache is? <laughs> it's a good mustache. It is absolutely yeah. awful. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's get into star profiles, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about where these guys were in their careers. Man. Very different places in their careers, these two. Yes. Um, so Schwarzenegger had just done Red Sonja in '85. That's the third Conan movie. Mm -hmm. um, very bad. He Terminator. Did one, he did one every year, right? Three three in a row. Uh, yeah. Was it '83, '84, '85, or was it '82, '84, '85? I'm not positive on the first one. They're starting to make a Red Sonja movie now. Uh, they're like, where I met the girl who owned her husband owns the rights to it, and she mm -hmm. was had a whole conversation with her last week about it. But. Um, Red Sonja is not particularly good. Terminator is obviously a classic, and it's funny to see that Terminator showed up in 84 after the Conan movies come out, because the Conan yeah. movies, like, they were, like, famous movies already, and, like, Terminator, I always thought, was a much more, like, indie, hmm. like, nobody knew who he was yet kind of a thing, but, like, clearly people did, because there already yeah. been two Conan movies. I mean, I was looking, because I thought the same thing, but when I went through his IMDb, he'd actually done about, like, almost 20 credits before that movie. Terminator? And some of it was TV, yeah. Really? Like maybe maybe it's closer to like ten or fifteen, but it was a lot. Because there's like there's like Stay Hungry, there's the Scavenger Hunt. I couldn't even tell you, dude. There's Hercules, New York. There's Conan One, Conan Two. There's maybe some TV stuff on there. Yeah. It was. It was I mean, it's kind of like what it is for every actor when they're getting their yeah. feet off the ground. Yeah. You know exactly. Um, and he was you know form seven time Mr. Olympia, so he was getting yeah. prime prime time roles. People love just looking at him. Yeah, that's really all it was. I do. I do, too. Um, vintage Schwarzenegger is, like, in a class of his own. He's, like, Vintage Schwarzenegger is, like, if you compare him to, like, modern-day bodybuilders, it's, like, 
it makes modern day bodybuilders look just look kind of gross to look at. Yeah, like they because he looked so natural. Yeah, and even though he wasn't right, but there was just something about like bodybuilders now they. It's like the tanning and yeah. and the oil. Like they look roided out. They're just massive people. Yeah, they're just too big. Um, so anyway, those are that's where Schwarzenegger was, and this is I mean this is right before the massive explosion because yeah. you know Terminator he's a villain and Red Sonja and Conan those are really campy movies, but Predator is like the next year. Yeah, Predator's so, the next year, and then he does Terminator a few or Terminator two, two a few years, years later. after that, and there's uh, what else is in the so in True the Lies there? is ninety four and like. He's just got this run there of like about six or seven years where like the he was just doing actually like pretty solid movies. Yeah. He has the comedies that get thrown in there too, like right. Twins. Um, I do love Kindergarten Cup. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so in any case, the Radon Chong though. So I've actually seen American Flyers. Have you really? Yeah, I have not. I've no. Yeah, <laughs> City Limits and Choose Me Never. But American Flyers is a movie with Costner. It's a it's a biking movie. Um, it's like Costner and another guy and like their a brothers. Bike, like a bicycle? They're, yeah, they're like they're like a competitive, like, you know, ride through the mountains competitors. But one of them has like a, a condition that makes it so that if he pushes himself too hard, he'll have an aneurysm. And I seem to remember that when he's driving at one or he's riding his bike at one point, it's like a high altitude. Just starts bleeding from his ear or something and like falls over. Costner does? It's him or the other guy. This I, sounds enthralling. It was good. And then Radon Shang's in the movie, I think, as the love interest. I saw it like literally 15 years ago, probably. So I don't remember much about it, but. Um, it's one of those movies that I remember watching on TV at a hotel on a family trip when my dad had right. seen it. And like, there's like, a, I think like there's like a scene where like Radon Chunk does something that's like sultry. Like maybe she like drops her panties or like, maybe she like, maybe she like is going to leave the room and he's like, stay. And she like shuts the door. And as a kid, you're like, oh, oh my God, what's going to happen? Whatever, whatever the yeah. thing was, I don't actually remember what it was, but I was like, oh, they're going to have sex. This is great. <laughs> this is great. Sex is cool. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be sweet. I'm, tw- I'm 13. This is awesome. I'm not even younger, honestly. Um, I, Do you like she my... did get more attractive throughout the film. Definitely. Uh, yes, I was actually was gonna say this fact is my favorite thing about <laughs> this show. Movie. Yeah, the, my favorite thing, my fist pump moment is this fact, which Ar- is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Radon Chong shot a love scene, but this was so unconvincing it was dropped from the movie. It, like that. Yeah. Of all, like this whole movie is unconvincing. So <laughs> t- I wish I could see this sex scene so badly. It must be so unwatchable. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey! What's a nice hat you're wearing? <laughs> you look very beautiful. Um, no, amazing. Just we should reenact that love scene. We should just we should write. I'm it. definitely gonna be Radon Chong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, are you gonna do your Radon Chong voice? No. Okay. Um, so I, I totally agree with you that that is absurd. That the fact that that was dropped from the movie, I don't know how it could have been that bad. I don't. But yeah. Let's talk about production development, how this movie got made, where it was made, when it was made, so on and so forth. Um, we have we have a group of writers, a very interesting group of writers, actually. Um, I, I, oh, here, here we go. These are the notes I was looking for. Martial arts expert and fight choreographer Michael W. Vendrell worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger on the film, and by the end of production, Vendrell estimated that Schwarzenegger would become a secondary, secondary black belt. He was just hoping that someone would read that and hire him. Yeah. Just absurd, <laughs> just completely absurd. And then here was the uh, the South the South Central American community used by Hollywood from the nineteen eighties to early nineties, um, the country of Valverde. That's what it was, mm. uh, because without encountering diplomatic problems. Oh, so that's what the. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. They'd said that earlier in the chat. Yeah. When we were talking, someone yeah. said Valverde. I thought they were talking about a person. I didn't know. Yeah, Valverde. So it's also a reference to the films Predator, Die Hard 2, and uh, the made-for-TV movie Supercarrier, Deadly Enemies from 1988, which love I think that, is... Love that film. You've seen that film? No. Nope. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, so this movie is written by Stephen E. DeSouza, Jeff Loeb, and Matthew Weisman. So Weisman is the most irrelevant of the three. He's got credits, but like 
worked as a writer and producer essentially alongside Jeff Loeb um, on various other things, mm-hmm. and and Jeff Loeb and also the director um, John Lester. So the big guy was Steven, right? Steven Dez, yeah, E. DeSalza. So DeSalza wrote Die Hard. Um, that's the big, that's his big credit. Uh, these were like two of his big credits. He's, I mean, he's written a bunch of other stuff too, oh, but 48 hours. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. we covered him when we did the diehard episode. The, yeah. the funny thing is, um, there was a sequel to this film in production. They wanted Schwarzenegger to do a sequel. It was going to be based on a book and DeSouza yeah. adapted it. And that eventually became diehard and Bruce Willis was cast in it. Oh really? That's the sequel to Commando. Huh? So right Isn't yeah that funny I'm yeah glad that that didn't happen yeah totally so so that's like that's the story um but DeSalza is like pretty pretty famous like he's he's written he's directed his movies made over two billion dollars at the box office he's worked on all kinds of stuff he directed street fighter in 94 really good um, jean-claude yeah i mean he's written movies that were good he's also written movies that won razzies for uh the worst hudson hawk won a razzie yeah it was not a good not a good one now, here's an interesting thing. Jeff Loeb. This is my favorite. So, I grew up a comic book fan. You guys know this if you watch the show. Jeff Loeb is a guy who... I read his comics growing up. All oh, the yeah? time. Super famous comic book writer. Wrote... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tons and tons and tons of, of Batman, Superman, Daredevil. Like, And he's he wrote Teen Wolf, the movie, in 85, uh-huh. and this. And somewhere in the 90s, transitioned into working on like superhero and comic book adaptations for TV eventually became like a, produ- a producer on Smallville and now literally works on everything from like he's so happy with himself. Oh, works on everything from like Legion, he's he's executive producing Daredevil, um he's executive producing Luke Cage. And you could just Fist. stop right there. The fact that he's exec producing Daredevil, which has got to be the biggest Netflix show. Yeah, I mean, people really did like it a lot. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. So Jeff Loeb is awesome. I I loved his stuff growing up. I mean, he wrote like Daredevil Yellow and Superman Blue and like all all these all these awesome books. So uh, I think that's pretty funny that Jeff Loeb is one of the premier writers on this film. Um, then you have Mark Lester. Mark Lester. I said John Lester a second ago, but I meant to say Mark Lester. Um, and that is uh, he's not. He's relevant. Yeah, but he's yeah. totally irrelevant. Yeah, like he's made. Like this is the most this is like the most famous movie he ever directed. Then he also did like the supernatural thriller Firestarter in eighty four. Yeah. And I he, think it's just one of those things where it was like he got lucky. He was in the right place, right time, he got to totally. do this. If you look at the rest of his credits, he worked consistently on like at least a movie a year from like eighty five up till now, mm-hmm. and none of them are hits. Yeah, I was actually looking at Ray Dong Chong's IMDB and she's been in stuff every she works a lot. Yeah. She's working. Yeah. Just like him. Yep. And I mean, look, I never no, heard of either of them. No, no knock on anybody who gets consistent work, but uh, no, not at all. I mean, I would love to be. I would. I'm sure I would love to have the career of Radon Chung, honestly. Course. And it, I mean, it says on his IMDb uh, profile, director, editor, producer Mark L. Lester has created high high action films throughout his career, including some of the world's biggest box office draws. No, no, <laughs> he, he made Commando. That made, was yeah. That was, Which made good money for the time, it was like, I guess. Yeah, it made like okay money. Like, yeah. pre- like pretty, I guess, I, actually for the time for inflation, yeah, it did, it did very well. Yeah, that's true. Nothing compared to what movies make now, but... No. Um, so in any case, that's him. And then you have Joel Silver, who is... Who we've talked about a like, lot lately. Like last week or two weeks two ago? Two weeks ago on The Nice Guys. I feel like we talked about him like a couple weeks before that. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's a legend. Joel Silver, Jerry Bruckheimer, there's a few guys that have done the biggest projects. Yep. Silver's, you know, various franchises, the Beverly Hills Cop franchise. He's most, in, yeah, I mean, he's in the same argument, like you said, with Bruckheimer of being one of the greatest action movie producers of yeah. our gener- of all time. Franchises, just yeah. huge, huge franchises, worked with Schwarzenegger a bunch, made tons of money. Still, still reasonably relevant. Still works on pretty Absolutely. big stuff. Yeah. Um, not quite as big in terms of like 
doesn't have the franchise, sort of like the hard-hitting franchises. Right, but he'll still, if, if Joel Silver has written a movie, he can make it happen, and he can direct it, and he can get one of the biggest stars in the world in it easy. Yeah. But. The thing <clears throat> is, nowadays, the movies that are those, that used to be those movies, are now the Marvel movies, yep. the DC movies. Those are your big blockbusters. So unless you're a guy that was in on the inside working those deals, you're not going to, like, Joel Silver's not going to produce yeah, Marvel. Yeah, you can't, you, you can't dip your fingers in that. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're out. It's, it's very hard. It's extremely difficult now for an original concept to make the kind of money these movies used to make. God, it's such a bummer. It is. I mean, I'm really curious, like, Edge of Tomorrow, we talk about a lot. We love that movie. Yeah. And, and it's, it was great. It was done so well, and it cost all this money, and it, it, like, made its money back. It, like, did okay. Is it called Live, Die, Repeat, like, 2, essentially? The sequel? Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're going to title it, but, like, I'm trying to... There's there's a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. That's what we're saying. Yeah. It's been confirmed. <clears throat> Cruz confirmed it recently. I don't know how you make a sequel to that movie. Like, I just... I tried to think, like... You get a writer a lot smarter than we are to sit down and... Yeah. Come up with something really unique. But, like, how do you make that interesting? Yeah, how? because the first one, I felt like... Don't get me wrong. I love the first film. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite ones we've done on the show. It ended for a reason. I don't want to see a second Looper. I don't want to see The Last yeah. Samurai 2. Like, there's reasons movies end when they end. Yeah. Predator should have just ended when it ended. Right. But it didn't, and now it's become one of the weirdest, longest-running franchises of being good and bad. Yeah. Predator 2 was on the other day, right before you came over yeah. to watch Commando. I don't know which one was worse. Really? Predator is that bad? I don't remember Predator 2 being that bad. I mean, I need to watch the whole thing, but it was, I just watched, like, the last 30 minutes of it. It was not good. Hmm. Um... Okay, well, let's get into box office since we were just talking about that. Uh, this is made by Fox. <clears throat> That's it. It's made by, <laughs> film uh, made by Fox on a $10 million budget yeah. over, uh, I believe it took like 37 or 40, 43 days to shoot, maybe is what I read. Wow, that's it. Um, yeah, not Real. a particularly long shoot. Can't imagine why. <laughs> uh, yeah, it opened October 4th, 1985. It grossed $35 million domestically and 22 worldwide for 5.7 or $57 million total, which... I mean, if you're getting five to almost six times your budget back yeah. in anything you do, that's that's a win. Non sequitur, back to the <clears throat> Schwarzenegger and a Speedo conversation. Um, who in the chat, like, imagine this, imagine this situation where somebody says to Schwarzenegger, they're like, all right, so yeah, you get out of the, you get out of the, uh, you know, the, the boat, you get in this life raft here, and you're going to paddle to the shore. And Schwarzenegger's like, I would like to wear a Speedo. And they're like, why, Schwarzenegger? Why do you need to do that? You're just, what's the point? He's like, what do you, so what do you think his justification is to the producers? What does he say? Like, what? Do you know anyone else that looks as good in the Speedo? Yeah. Somebody, anybody in the chat. I just yeah. was like thinking about that conversation. Like, what's the moment? Like, the thing is like, it's not even like shorts or like, no. like trunks. No, it's it could like, be like those old James Bond, like short trunks, the really short, it's like yeah. a halfway between yeah, a swim right. trunks and a Speedo. Yeah. yeah. No. Nope. Just a straight up banana hammock Speedo. Should have been a thong. Yeah, pretty much. Might as well have been. Just tanning. Yeah. Uh, by the way, guys, I, I'm seeing that you guys saw Nice Guys. Go watch our episode on it. It's one of our. It was one of the my favorite movies we've done on the show. Yeah, hilarious. It was amazing. Pissed myself laughing. Like he actually did. It was very uncomfortable for me. It was very good. It was early on yeah. that you peed yourself. Yeah. It's a yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Uh, critically, <laughs> this movie got a six point seven and. Um, it's weird because there were a few top critic reviews, but it, it, there, it was a, there was no score available. It's old. When you get this old with these movies, what tends to happen is that we, we go off of Rotten Tomatoes, and there's less, there's generally less and less of the top critics that have reviewed this movie. Yeah, there was um, like four. Yeah, it's also a little unfair because a lot of the reviews you do get are not pulled directly from that time. They're right. actually like somebody reviewing it later, um, at which point movies like this 
you had to review this when you saw it because it was a time capsule. Yeah, exactly. If you try you to review this movie in 2003 <clears throat> when the internet's taking off and like there's you know all kinds of sites, you're going to look at this movie totally the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, it got 69% by all and a 67% by the audience, which is the exact same as I am to be. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised. It's, it's like, I mean, 70 is not bad. Yeah, right. Really? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it passes. Uh, I pulled two fresh reviews I this loved, week. I loved both of them. I thought you would. Yeah, thought you, was... you could take your pick and read which one you want. I'll start with the first one. Okay. Chicago reader Dave Kerr. Comic book stuff helped out by the presence of Radon Chong as an airline stewardess whose sarcastic commentary adds some comic counterpoint to the deliber- deliberately overscaled action. And she the, adds some much-needed sarcasm. She sure does. The Variety staff at Variety wrote, Chong lights up the film like a firefly. <laughs> Schwarzenegger delivers a certain light touch of his own, and the result is a palatable action comic. Wow. Really? <laughs> she lit up the bedroom like a firefly. She sure that's did. That's why they had to cut the scene. <laughs> the, the fact that... It was... I mean, there was four top critic reviews, and I only pulled top critic reviews, and... Two of them were rotten, and they were, I mean, I mean, there's not much. They were just like, this is a bad movie, you <laughs> this know? Isn't, this isn't good. I, if, if I spend <laughs> any more time explaining it. Yeah, then you're an idiot. The other two were literally just about Ray Dong Chong's great performance, so I had to, I had to do it. I had to pull them. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys loved her. <laughs> All right, Bateman, what is your... Favorite line? Favorite line. There's a lot, but I really do think that it's when Bill Duke is like... So there's like the whole exchange... Uh, where they're fighting in the hotel room, and Bill Duke's like, ah, take out it, I'm a Green Beret, motherfucker. And, yeah. and Schwarzenegger's like, I eat Green Berets for breakfast, which is great. And then he's like, fuck you, asshole. And Schwarzenegger's like, fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> I'm saying, fuck you, asshole, is my favorite line in the movie. But it's more like, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. Fuck you, asshole. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Uh, I'm, I, My favorite line is... When the, the the black security mall guard gets yeah. called, he's talking to the two ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't think I can take him on my own. He's like, I'll be right there. Want to see me kick some ass? Yeah. <laughs> like to the two girls, <laughs> he walked. It was just so awesome. I like that line. I also like, um, because this movie, I, so at the time it wasn't, but now in retrospect, this movie is just the walking, talking cliche. It's got every, right, it's got all the cliches in it. Yeah, everything, so, so everything is, you expect. So much is built on this movie. So uh-huh. I love when, the, when um, Kirby shows up to get Schwarzenegger at the beginning. And he's like, John, John, are you in there? And he, and, he, and Schwarzenegger takes his gun and he's like, he's like, uh, what's he say? He's like, you're getting slow or something like yeah. that. And he's like, he's like, uh, you're still great at what you do, John. And he's like, you taught me or something. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, come on, it's like, guys. Why are the two of you talking to each other? This should not be in the movie. He's like, you're just giving us such unnecessary exposition. The general's the worst. Kirby? He's just like, that dude is less than one dimensional. He's fantastic. He's horrible. He's just a carbon copy of like the general from First Blood, straight up. Yeah, but yeah. like, but the general from First Blood just has like, emotion. He, well, he's just like for some reason he's more memorable or charismatic. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's because he has emotion. Even when you see Kirby first show up and he's got on like his military, like the military hat and the whole like the sweater and everything, he's like the you know the proper official garb. Uh huh. I just like started laughing as soon as he showed up. Like it's just like. It, it, 80s movies, the way that they portrayed like military guys, is just like so preposterous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So and silly. 90s movies, they put, portray them all as idiots. I'm yeah. the lead guy. It's yeah. uh, someone said the commando wears underwear in the comics. Is that true? It just said commando wears underwear. I'm assuming they mean in the comics. Uh, was our commando comic that I missed? Or wait, what? What? That's what it said. Oh, I don't know. Oh I was, no, no, never mind. I was literally just asking what we think that Schwarzenegger said to the producers to convince them. <laughs> to let no, him I know. <laughs> you said. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, let's move on to our, our rankings here, which it's... At first, I didn't think you ranked Matrix, and I was shocked. No, of course I ranked Matrix. I was like, Ben didn't rank it. A Schwarzenegger guy? Of course I ranked it. Uh, but we both did. Yours is about half your phone. Yeah. is driving me crazy. Uh, it's killing you? Yeah, it is. Okay, I'm just... uh, your, uh, <laughs> yours is like half... The, like is high on the mine's doubly as bad as yours is what I'm trying to say. You don't like John Matrix. I would not pick this guy for anything. You put John Matrix behind Aaron Cross. I'm like, if I'm gonna move, I'll call him. You put, <laughs> you put him behind Max Rockstansky. I put him behind almost everyone. You put him ahead of John Spartan. Yep, that's unbelievable. <laughs> you put him ahead of Hoover. Yeah. I don't know why this is surprising to you. <laughs> it's John Matrix, you man. You watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, John Matrix. He's he's great. I put him, uh, looks like I put him directly behind Rogue Nation, Ethan Hunt, oh. and uh, London has fallen. But the people he's I'm in front of. Thirsty as fuck. I'm thirsty as fuck. Uh, but he's ahead of a couple of important people, it looks like. Yeah. He's Casey, Casey Ryback. He's ahead of John Creasy. He's ahead of Olympus has fallen banning. Um, it's you a know. travesty. He's ahead of my the nice guys, guys. Casey Ryback. He's ahead of Charles Morse. Casey Ryback can throw knives. <laughs> I guess Arnold can throw knives in this too. He also can launch them from like yeah. a, from spring loaded. You can also sockets. throw saw blades. All right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, our our movie rankings were definitely much closer. If there's any confusion, Bennett is not ranked. He's um, not gonna be <laughs> on our list. It's hard to find villains in the rank. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Our hero's ranking is like like literally twice as long as our villains ranking. Yeah, our villains ranking is very short. Yeah, there's not that many. Oh, dude, I was watching uh, Gone Baby Gone yesterday yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, very odd movie to watch as you're going to sleep. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris is so good in that, too. I forgot that he was in that. Oh, uh, me too. But he has another one of his, like, awesome, like, General Hummet, like, I will put, I will cut you the fuck down. He's a cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's so good, man. Yeah, I do remember liking him a lot. I love him. Yeah, Ed Harris. I've heard he's a prick, but. I don't care. Yeah. He's one of those guys that if I ever do, like, he's one of those guys that the day I get to meet him, like, on a red carpet, whatever right. it is, it'll be, like, a total, like, holy shit moment. Yeah. Like, you're a general fucking Hummel. Like, yeah. you, and he's he's also just an amazing actor. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, Hummel, as much as we love him, is not even in his top five performances, no, probably. Like, definitely not. Yeah, he's been in uh, just you know, tons of amazing stuff. Yeah. Great actor. I would love to meet him. Uh, okay, so I have the movie ranked at 49, which is, like, Fifth from the bottom, sixth from the bottom. Pretty low. I, I yeah. put it at 41, and that's because, it, for me, like, there's a certain amount of, like, campiness that is, like, it's a classic for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, the stuff that I put it ahead of, it's, like, it makes you so mad that Kill Bill's below this. It's just uh, unbelievable to me. Like, Fifth Element is, like, I didn't enjoy Fifth Element as much as this movie. But, like, yeah. the stuff that's just right ahead of it, which is, like... I, the fact that it's ahead of Fifth Element, too, is also a travesty. You think so? Even though I don't love the Fifth Element, I think it's a cool movie, but still. Like, uh, putting Taken and John Wick directly ahead of this, to me, is... is That's indicative of where this movie is for me. Because yeah. those are updated, absurd movies that are, like, super ridiculous and funny, but, like, they're, they're more enjoyable to watch. So, they just beat it, whereas, like, Fifth Element or... Yeah, I mean, Olympus has fallen. God, is this... How did I put this ahead of Olympus? Olympus, uh, Olympus was awesome. Sweet. Kill Bill. <laughs> lethal Weapon. Such a shame that we have such a poor estimation of Lethal Weapon on the I mean, show. I, I know. It, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, and First Blood Part Two are all so... Yeah. Whatever to me. Die Hard is super high for me. Yeah, Die but, Hard is high for you, but not for me. Yeah. But it's other, higher. Yeah. Die Hard's better. It's the best of those movies. 
All right, guys, uh, we're going to move on to our recast. I did mine a little different. I think because this movie was so absurd, I think my casting is just its just to make me laugh, other than the, the, the lead two characters. My recast is weird. Okay. Um, it's just a, a strange hodgepodge. It doesn't feel very cohesive. I'll explain each of my choices. There is one choice that I used that is a classic choice for me. Uh, I think we each have sort of like our, well, there's obviously Alicia Vikander, but yeah. um, I think we each have like our person that we slot in like a little too often because we are always pleased by the idea of putting them in a movie. Yeah, and, of course. And I think you know who mine is, and it will make sense when I when I explain him. I'm sure. Um, but uh, I think he'd be perfect in this role. So let's start with Sully. Okay. Let's start with Sully. I went with Ben Mendelsohn. So I love Ben Mendelsohn. Love Ben Mendelsohn. He's very good. Great actor. Yeah. Fantastic in Bloodline. Yep. But he's kind of a he's kind of a shit weasel. He's total shit weasel. And he could play Sully perfectly. Yeah. He's good in Dark Knight Rises. He's good in Animal Kingdom. He's he's very talented. Yeah. Uh, I want Peter Dinklage. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> just creeping, just walking as fast as he possibly like walking can. Walking behind the <laughs> as fast as he can with his little legs to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's really, that's really, really, really fucked up, yeah. but really funny. <laughs> and I love Peter Dinklage. I love Peter Dinklage. He's amazing. The fact that you haven't watched Game of Thrones blows my mind. I've watched two episodes. It's yeah. very good. You're going if, to, if, yeah, if we had the true numbers watching this show that we thought, you would get crucified. I know, that. I know. <laughs> Look, I love the show. I just don't, I just haven't had time to watch it. All right, who did you put for uh, Wannabe Freddie Mercury? I'm going to let you just guess, because this is the one. No. Okay. Danny McBread. Oh, is that's so good. Oh, that's so good. In the chainmail. Oh my god. The mustache. That's real good. It's better All than of it. I mean, mine's I loved mine. Yeah. I did Val Kilmer, Fat Val Kilmer. Oh, that's also really good though. <laughs> but thinking of Danny McBride <laughs> playing that seriously, like really makes me happy. Basically basically the outfit that he wears in this is the end at the end when right. he's got Channing Tatum on a leash. Yep. I call him Channing Just, Tatum. <laughs> Just like basically that outfit, except in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, comic relief. Who'd you go for your wannabe Puerto Rican slash South American that I wrote on here? I changed so I changed it the nationality because it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I, I know, me too. I decided we could go North Korean. Okay. And I, I chose the actor that plays Shang Tsung. Who's his name is I'm forgetting Robin Chow yeah Robin Chow yeah and he's amazing like, he's my guy so <laughs> well I actually wanted to stick with the uh the same idea that they had in this film okay which is where someone who's off race plays a different race <laughs> yeah so I'm with Paul Bettany oh god because he's really white Pale and ginger. British and ginger and I think he'd be a great what was it was what was the place a called great Val 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 Verden Val Verden he would be a great Val Verden <laughs> We need to bring Val Verde back. We Wait, do. Ben, real quick. Did you say the guy who played Shang Tsung? Robin yeah. Shao, right? No, that's Kerry Tagawa. Oh, right. Ro yeah, Robin, Robin Shao is, is, is Luke Kang. Uh, is Luke Kang. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to Donica, our resident Mortal Kombat expert. When I said that, I was like, I, that's wrong. I knew it was wrong. Um, I still love you, don't worry. I still love you, too. Thanks for that. Uh, this is my favorite of all my casting. Really? Because I went serious on the last two, unfortunately. Oh, really? See, for me, I thought I, she's... She adds so little to the movie and the right. movie we just watched that what I really want is somebody to actually execute on Comic Relief. Also, their romance is so unbelievable that I don't need her to be attractive to me. Right. Um, or not even go as far as to say attractive. Did you go with Melissa McCarthy? Uh, I thought about it. <laughs> Amy I did. Schumer? Amy Schumer. You yeah. did. Yeah. You did go Amy Schumer. Oh, it's yeah, great. And when I say, like, like, actually, Amy Schumer is very, she is cute. So she would actually be funny in this instead of saying. annoying. Yeah, Amy Schumer, she is she is capable of looking sexy when they make her look sexy. Yeah, so, yeah, like, of course. She can totally do it. So, I, But I think it would be, like, the perfect... I think it would be like the perfect deal where she right. would like, she would like, she'd have a little bit of the sassy sex appeal, but she'd be funny. 
I think we both kind of were on the same because I went with Maya Rudolph. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> same kind of deal. Same yeah. kind of deal. Um, for Schwarzenegger, we always go The Rock. And yeah. You can't. It's We can't. I, I, I didn't. Good. I didn't. I went no, I'm just saying. I was telling our fans. We just can't use The Rock anymore for just being a big badass in an action movie. It's yeah. not fair. He's great. It's just that it's just not very done to me. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you guys are sitting here uh, having the conversation in chat about saying how they're going back and forth between who's better between Arnold and The Rock. Yeah. Saying The Rock has more charisma. Uh, Arnold's a better actor, you know, this type of thing. Is he? Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the, it's split down the middle, but so we, we don't use him anymore for that point. Who'd um, you use? Idris Elba. Oh, that's cool. Right? I like that. I think he could, I think he would bring the seriousness and the idea of Idris Elba and Amy Schumer like partnering up sounds really funny to me. Yeah, it would make a really odd to look at couple. So would mine. And Idris fighting Danny McBride would be also amazing. really funny, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pictured my two people fighting. I pictured Jose Batista. Oh. <laughs> Fighting with Val Kilmer. <laughs> you chose Jose Batista as Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Ho- from Dexter? No. No, 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 no. That's that's his name in the show is oh, Batista. Sure, sure. <laughs> Batista's the guy, he was he's the MMA guy. Yeah, that, right, right, right. And right, he was right. Inspector. That's right. That guy. Yeah. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. God, yeah. I'm killing it with the names today. Yeah. Um, yeah, but him, him fighting Val Kilmer with Maya Rudolph on the side cheering them on. I also like the idea of Batista from Dexter. Yeah, I do yeah. too. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny too. Um, solid, very solid recast. Very good. Uh, if anybody wants to share your recast with us in the comments, we uh, we always love to read that and hear what you have to say. I got called master recaster already. How do you feel about that? Who called you? Was it Hearst? Rangers, Rangers fan, nineteen ninety six. Thanks, Rangers fan, nineteen ninety six. Yes, thank you, Rangers fan. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I hate this show. I hate it. I will return. It has begun. Raiden. Uh, can we just do Mortal Kombat again? I would love to. I feel like we should because Donica had that wonderful moment of audio. We had we had some technical difficulties and we should just do it again and bring him on. Yeah, Donica, would you want to just do the episode with us? Yeah, sure. We'll, no. we'll pre-record it and then just re- remove the old one. That way, so that, no, it never happened. That way, nothing can go wrong. That episode never took off anyway, so it's, it's totally fine. I think it, that episode has like less than a thousand hits on YouTube, so. Why don't we just do that and just... You're welcome. Yeah, we'll just do it again. Sorry, Ron. Neither of us were in fraternities in college. I apologize. We've been nerds most of our life. Yeah. yeah. Big time nerds. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Huge. Uh, so the three categories, man. I feel like this is going to be a real debate. Yes. Um, totally. There's three action movie categories. <laughs> <laughs> there are three action movie categories. Um, there's totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and legitimately ridiculous. We've explained them 55 times. Yep. Um, they are movies that fall off a cliff of absurdity, like Con Air, Face Off, and Commando. And um, Commando. <laughs> Absolutely. Movies that are totally legit, like Terminator 2, uh, The Fugitive, or The Matrix, that mm-hmm. just really hold together dramatically. And then movies that are in the middle, which are kind of absurd, but that have a driving sort of sense of something extremely compelling that, that keeps you really in. And um, that's the like rock, Speed, the Predator. Rock, Predator. Yeah. This movie to me is unquestionably totally ridiculous. There's nothing about this movie that's, that's even remotely legitimate. Nothing is grounded in reality here. One of my fa- one of my favorite moments of it just not being grounded in reality at all is when Arnold is breaking into the army surplus store. They rob it blind. Yeah. They throw everything in the car. Yeah. And then he gets arrested and she's just sitting there in the car with all the shit. They don't even look at her. And then... Then she pulls up next to him in the same car yeah. with all the shit still in it. And they're just like, oh, hey. It's a girl. On? It's a girl. I'm a guy. Let's sex. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this girl's totally into us, man. Yeah. Look at this girl. I bet she, she looks like she's got something for us. I bet she does. I bet she does. And then she shoots him with a rocket launcher. Yeah. While he's in the car. 
You know, it's funny. We grew up in the, we grew up because of our age. Uh, the 80s and the 90s were like just this like this like mecca of like female objectification in movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the women in these movies are usually like objects that to be saved. They show their tits in the 80s and the 90s a lot. Yep, they um, do. There's just like very, very, they don't give them much. They don't make them. Now we are in a whole different era of the world now. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Honestly, they didn't do that with her in this film. She didn't ever get naked. She wasn't like a no. sex symbol. No. She was supposed to be there for comic relief, which she did horribly at. Yeah. Unless you're the two reviewers that we talked about earlier. It's just funny because like I know that there are people in the world and places in the world where like guys still act like that and women are still like they're still brainwashed into thinking they should be objectified. Right. But like, it's weird to, to feel like I live in a time now where I don't really feel like I interact with much of that ever. Like I don't really meet women who feel that way about themselves. And I don't really meet a lot of guys that feel that way about women and are willing to even like do that in the world. Like it's such a, it's such an archaic way of the world. It's just not how it is anymore. Yeah. I was driving around, uh, this guy the other day, he's just like a coworker and he, we were like pulled up to a stoplight and he like whistled at a girl. Yeah. Like sitting on the bench. Yeah. And I looked, I looked at him and I was kind of like in my head, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You whistling at a girl right now in my car. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm turned off by you right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I just think it's so interesting. I know, I know that there's, there's the, it still exists in the world. It's a fucked up thing that it is. And that like people still think that that's okay. Right. But it's cool that like, at least in our pocket of the world where we live, like we don't really have to run into that too much. You know, the world is evolving. So, right. uh, she does shoot the van with him in it. She misses the first time, then flips it around and shoots the back of it. Yeah. And it a, flips over. It's another good moment. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to shoot this rocket. Yeah. Inside of the vehicle of the person I'm trying to save. Yeah, and yeah. he's going to be fine. Of course he's going to be fine. Of course he's, he's going to be fine. He picks up phone booths. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that pretty much does that. We have one more thing to do. Um, that is called The Pitch. Nice. Bang, bang. It's good. It's very um, good. So we're, again, guys, this is going to be the same deal as last week. Mm-hmm. I, I, other than that, or we could throw out, what should we do? Let's do what we did last week. I Just, like that. Yeah, people tweet in. Tweet in what you want to see next week. Some of those ones that we heard from you last week are really interesting. We are not averse to trying any number of movies. So, like, don't think because you've suggested it once and it hasn't gotten done. We haven't heard you. I have been suggesting The Hunted for six months. The Raid Redemption is a movie we're definitely going to do someday. We haven't <sighs> done True Lies yet. Like, we, The Ghost in the Darkness, I've never seen. And that would be an yeah. awesome movie. Like, there's think about The Edge and think about how much fun that episode was for us <clears> and how much <throat> you guys enjoyed it. If that ever can happen with a movie on this show, it should. Yeah. So Those are the best episodes. Yeah. We're into it. Like, we're willing to try anything out. Throw out your suggestions. Tweet at the show, at AMA Podcast. I'm at Ben Bateman Media. I am at Andrew Guy. Thank you for watching the episode today. Commando was a blast. Uh, and, uh, And we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Take care. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 